Hello and welcome to Please Don't Send Me Into Outer Space, the podcast intent on exploring all that science fiction and fantasy has to offer one movie at a time. My name is Joel. My name is Sarah. My name is Aaron. movie this week is 1990 E. Gary del Bronx. No, uh, obviously I don't speak Italian at all. 1990 The Bronx Warriors from 1982 directed by Enzo G. Castellari and written by Dandano Sacchidi, Enzo G. Castellari and Anton Pagan starring Mark Gregory I don't think that his actual name is not Marco de Gre- Gregorio, uh, <laughs> and Fred Williamson, Vic Morrow, Christopher Connolly, is yeah, George Eastman. George Eastman was the weird, oh, <laughs> the weird guy with the ponytail that like oh, yeah. showed up at the end. It's like where'd this guy come from? Just like Cyrax from Mortal Kombat. <laughs> yeah, totally. That's where he got the idea. <laughs> I don't think I felt like in this whole movie we didn't know who was in charge, like because in the end we went to some like leaders. Anyway, I'm not going to get ahead of myself, but yeah, I was surprised by that new character they introduced us to. Yeah, I mean, I I think Fred Williamson's character was supposed to be the the big boss man. You know, he was the ogre. Mm-hmm. And his his gang of uh, classic car car owners were living in a par- plush paradise in their uh, their pimp suits, yep. and their feathers and their hats, mm-hmm. and their birthday cakes or whatever. It wasn't mm-hmm. a birthday cake. Piano piano oh, yeah. playing. Oh yeah, definitely. Piano playing. Mm-hmm. Zebra skin rugs. That's right. Yep. Elegant but- ladies wearing capes and uh, spikes on their hands. Oh man. So oh, yeah. many, so many body weapons in this movie. Yeah. Uh, we were introduced to those in the uh, the movie's uh, exciting t- title sequence as well. That set that set me up for way more excitement than <laughs> the, mo- the movie actually uh, had. Mm, okay, it's like I understand that. Yeah, yeah. I I did not have high expectations of this. In fact, it's more well known, I think, than I imagined it would be. When we were, I hadn't heard of it before. Yeah, I mean it's it's a it's famous for being a Italian knockoff of some movies that were popular in the era. So. I mean, most notably the Warriors. I felt it's right there in the title. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then it's supposed to be kind of like uh, Escape from New York. Yeah, you know, it's a desolate town, and there are no rules once you get into the Bronx. Which uh, I assume that's the way it is today, so I don't... I'm not sure. I haven't been to the Bronx. Sarah, you went to the Bronx, didn't you? Did they have rules when you were there? Um, I haven't been there, but I don't think there were rules. Oh, okay. Um, it said something like they've given up all, all attempts 
to like uphold the law and like a normal society have been thrown out in this place. It's the no man's land. Yeah, there it is. And it's like just you're on your own. It's a free for all in there. I'm not sure if you could hear that explosion, but that was uh, Nick blowing up a wall. He's he's not on this episode. He is playing Resident Evil 2 Remake in the background. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, okay, so the Sound worst like of the, the worst. Oh, yeah, I heard that screaming. Yeah. And it was like... I was worried. I, was worried. I, don't, have, I don't have a magical ring right now to run away with. Well, I have a magical ring, but you can't use it. I'm using it right now. Oh. That's why you can't see Oops. me, and I'm completely naked. Uh-oh. Anyway, I was going to say that <laughs> if, if the worst of the worst is supposed to be in the Bronx, I think the worst of the worst was like 60 people at the most. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Cause it's pretty, like, scaled back and minimal and, like, yeah, few and far between. <laughs> yeah, so separated into very distinct groups. Of of no distinct race, although mostly white people, from what I could see, and uh, we got bikers, and that's that's our main hot group, the riders, and our main stud from that is a a man called Trash. Now, what would you guys? How would you describe Trash? I mean, is he is he the ideal human? He's built. It like, could be like a dancer. Like I could he, see him. Performing a dance, he any he, dance, any dance. <laughs> like he'd be like uh, the the ideal person to do like the history of dance, or you know, I don't know. <laughs> his reflexes and his posture and just like, I mean, just like watching the guy walk is like, have you ever walked before? Like, have you ever worn a pair of pants and shoes? Like. It just was a little bit awkward, but also, in an odd way, graceful. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he definitely had a, a few times, a few, there were a few scenes where when he was walking, I definitely was like, is this his first time on Earth? <laughs> right. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's the walk of a newborn. <laughs> it's, like, literally his first time being on film. Oh, I he might have been nervous. Well, yeah. that's the thing. I feel like it's the the mo- movements and actions of somebody who is like, "How am I looking on camera?" Like, I want to, I want to try to look natural. Which, if you've ever tried to do that, where it's like, "Well, just just act natural." Like, all of a sudden, your limbs get all stiff. Like, oh, just walking there, guys. What's up? I have a feeling he was told multiple times before scenes to act natural. I feel like maybe they told him to like puff out his chest a bunch more or something. <laughs> It's like a wind-up toy. <laughs> yeah. It's like... Yeah, poor guy. Well, not, not to put Nick on the spot here, but Nick has a very similar body type. Oh. You know, but Nick, Nick doesn't just... stand like that. No, no, no. But if Nick hit the gym, I'm saying, you know, let's put him in a shirt li- uh, okay. without a shirt get him and a just vest. A, a vest on. Leather vest. Uh, leather vest. Get him tight a Tight jeans. Oh, yeah. <laughs> very <laughs> tight jeans. Shares wig. Nick's, Nick's jeans would be very revealing. <laughs> do you also wear uh, do you wear Nick... a long wavy yeah. wig the hair long, what about a spiky elbow pad oh you need at least one elbow pad with a spike on it a, yeah. sing- a single no. spike 
Uh, right on the elbow. Right spike on the elbow. On the elbow. You know, for, for poking people, if necessary. If Nick had long, curly hair. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Nick's definitely had long hair He's before. had long hair before, that. yeah. He just got curled true. that up. In order oh, dude, Nick. <laughs> Did you ever have a leather vest? No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, there you go. Oh, yeah, okay. right, right. So uh, Nick is going to uh, attempt to dress his children up, but you didn't actually say that, but that's what I'm hoping. Oh, yeah. as the 1990 Bronx? Some some children cosplaying, yeah. Yeah, we got, you know, you gotta have a trash, and you have to have a, uh, not hot dog. Hot dog wasn't useful, that guy. You got some real choice names here. The Ogre, Hammer, uh, Anne. Okay, what, I guess that was not What good. was the name of the, the um, Chappelle uh, a, a gentleman who reminded me of a Chappelle skit. The hobo. The hobo. Yeah. Did he have a, a character name? Was he Hot Dog? That was Hot Dog. Oh, okay. Hot Dog was the uh, Hot Dog was the guy in the truck. Is oh no 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 no, sir! I'm talking about the gentleman who reminded me of a Chappelle skit uh, guy, the homeless guy who just kind of walked around muttering to himself. But he had like a red beanie. Oh no! He yeah, just I like mean, he was in, he was in <laughs> two scenes technically for for thirty <laughs> seconds each. I don't think he got a name. Oh, fair enough. But Hammer was walking by him. Mm-hmm. In order to assassinate those two people that were passionately uh, smooching on a staircase. Oh yeah. Oh gosh. Okay. So, are are do you have a plan about how we're gonna try to tackle this thing? Or? Oh, I guess. I guess if we wanted to talk about a general plot, that's probably a good idea. Well, I the intro to the movie, like you were saying, and the titles they give you all the weapons. That you can see up close on different body parts. And then they they have this part where the bikers... Well, it starts off with the girl, doesn't it? It starts off with the girl running and like yeah. into yeah, no man's like, land. She's running across a bridge. Mm-hmm. And... Like her life depends on We have it. no idea what's going on. But these guys with hockey sticks on roller skates... Wearing these like big triangular tops. I mean, you know, it's it's like hockey gear that somebody would slap together with like whatever they had around the house. Yeah, true. Yeah. But they got they, they got the good state. They got they got hockey sticks and they got good skates. But they want this girl for some reason. I don't yep. know if it's just because she stumbled into their territory or maybe they know about her already. But I don't. I don't. I don't so. think so, no. I think it's just like, oh, it's a tough place. There's this <laughs> tension, and then the bikers yeah. come, and you don't know if the bikers are good or bad. You don't know if anybody's good or bad. That's true. We don't have a good bearing on anyone and what their affiliation is. Do you feel like we're supposed to know if they're good or bad? All we know is that based on the, the voiceover and the, the goofballs, in whatever office they are, are talking about. This is a rough place. Right. And people don't survive for very long from the outside that that end up on here. So, You're yeah. kidding me. She's been seen going into the Bronx? I am an American, and I demand that she is returned to us. She is going to she inherit... She stands to inherit... <laughs> <laughs> hundreds of dollars. No, no. <laughs> she's going she's gonna to be a millionaire. That's why, you know, that's why it's it's just... She's running away from responsibility. Literally. But... 
The bikers do. The bikers do save her. I mean, too good. I, I, I honestly think you're supposed to look at trash and be like, this fair-skinned, muscular man of a man can't be evil. They like they take a moment looking at him, and I thought that it was supposed to be because she was checking him out. Like from her perspective, she was like, "This is a good-looking guy." Uh. But now I think that it's kind of meant for the audience to be like, "Look at this man." <laughs> it's everything. <laughs> Every woman wants him. Every man wants to be him. I feel like, yeah, she he ends up helping her by brutally killing these guys. As you do. With a giant spike on his elbow. Mm. But, I mean, she's not afraid of him. It's like she'd follow him off a cliff after that. Like, just in that one second, it's like love at first sight or something. <laughs> love at first elbow, but you spike stab. You don't know anything about him except for how he looks, you know, at that point. Well, I believe he was kind enough to ask her if she was okay. Oh, right. That's all that matters. <laughs> if somebody asks you if you're okay. <laughs> <laughs> the only the only courtesy this this woman has had in this whole world, she fell in love with him right away. She's a teenager. Teenagers are naturally naive. I mean, we were all naive when we were teenagers. I remember this one time I was being attacked by this group of hockey pad wearing weirdos, and a guy on a motorcycle showed up and saved me. And you know what? I slept <laughs> with that guy. Aww. Cute, and I joined his gang. Oh, Did you join his gang? I miss you, wrench. So cute. Good story. Spanner and hammer and chisel. I mean, there's... <laughs> well, there's ice. Ice with ice. his glasses. And he's got a big mouth. Yep. And then there's another other guy who seems to be in, also in love with trash, but I don't know his name. Oh. You know what ice reminds me of? Who does ice remind you of? He reminds me of the bad guy, Chains, in... Uh... Oh, my gosh. I know that name. In the movie, my dad, yeah, the, um, sorry, edit this out. Oh, you're talking, oh, you're talking about with, uh, with Brian Bosworth, the mm-hmm. one where he goes undercover. Oh, yeah. What is the name of that movie? Uh, I know, I can't remember. It's the tough guy movie. I, like, I, I, yeah, this is terrible. This is. I know, just edit this out. No, no. <laughs> Make us look like geniuses. Please. No, I'm just Once kidding. Once again, um, we're all what geniuses. What is it called? Is it uh, uh, wow. Stone this, Cold. Stone Cold. That was so bad. James. That's why it does it. Because he's John Stone or something like that. Stone Cold. Stone Phillips. He reminded me of some other loser. I can't remember. It doesn't matter. But with the like glasses and stuff, the mm-hmm. biker guy. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a, so there's, this isn't just a story about a girl who ran away from her responsibility. Yeah. There's some crazy intrigue going on here because we kind of switch to a scene. We don't know what time, how much later it is, but the writers show up on the shoreline where we get treated to the drum style of the unknown drummer who is, he's having the time of his life. And there's a full drum. It's not a single, like, drum. You know, he's not doing, like, bongos or anything like that. He has a full drum set out on this, like, dock. I kind of thought that would be cool if they did that, like, for more of it. But, like, just that one part where you see him drumming. 
I just, I don't know what it was about that. No one ever talked to him. No one even acknowledged his existence. And it would be one thing for it to just be like a, a weird drum thing going on on the soundtrack. A, but there was literally a guy playing the drums. So like, what happens is they see that one of their fellow writers is impaled on a stick. Right. In the water. And everyone's like, how could this have happened? <gasps> it's a tragedy. It's, it's real bad. It's real bad, guys. And the, the, the emotions of the bikers are very... Um, it's like a, it's a sad emotional mm. moment for them. <laughs> they just got the autopsy report. Definitely dead <laughs> by a huge stabbing through his body. More yeah. spikes, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the guy, the guy with one arm, he looks, he looks like he's about to tear up. You know, and that guy's tough as nails. That's right. Right, they're all tough, but I mean, that was a biker that went with them, that rode with them. Yeah. So I remember when that guy graduated from biker class. It's like our a, gang. it's a little ride or die. I thought that this was a little overly emotional in some parts. <laughs> what are you talking about? A uh, little uh, dramatic, little theatrical in some places, but uh, yeah, <laughs> better equip words. I mean, it's it's a common complaint in in traditional action movies. That they don't go for the emotional beats, right? It's all just action, action, manliness. This movie gives you, you know, a little bit of from column A, column B, and column whatever else is left over. Right. So we should be thanking the people who made this movie. You're right. You're right, Joel. I'm just kidding. It was lame. I um, think there's less fighting than you would expect in an action movie. Substantially. <laughs> yeah, it was more like a like a set of. Like people who you are told are bikers, occasionally riding around and occasionally having to fight people. They they set an expectation with uh, <laughs> the opening, you know, with the the violence or the showing of weapons that they just kind of leave on the wayside for filling in a story that is not. Very good, but <laughs> anyways, to, to go back to where we were, the, their friend, uh, suddenly another group of gangs shows up, and they're all in those classic cars, the people we're saying, dressed as pimps, a.k.a. the Tigers, and they tell them straight out, we killed your buddy because he was a snitch, and he was reporting to the cops about what we were doing, and I don't even think there's, like, a dispute. Like, nobody's like, no, there's no way that could have happened. They're just kind of like, oh, that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's taken in stride pretty well. Uh, uh, they do reference, though, that he had a an object. Uh, I cannot recall the, the proper um, terminology for the object, though. But it was, like, a very, uh, um, ga- was it gadget? Was yes, that the word? Yes, he had a gadget. A gadget. A gadget. Yeah. And they were using that like it was a thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, he had a gadget? No, he never had one. Well, I've never carried a gadget. That's ridiculous. <laughs> a gadget. Yeah. Like, like they kept the, referencing it like everyone would know. Like as if it's gadget brand electronics or something, like like the Walkman. How did you afford that gadget? Well, I'm undercover for the cops. Oh, no. <laughs> it's, yeah, he gets murdered. Oh, there's a big mouth. Baby, you're cute. 
<laughs> I'm talking. I mean, ogre had to take care of him, you know. Yeah. Now I uh, this I'm kind of losing the thread about where they go from here, like because I think we're there's just so much filler of trying to make it into an actual story type thing. Um, I think at this point they they go back to the base or something like that or. I don't know. We like we. There's a couple of times where we go into Trash's room, and mm-hmm. he's got like a teenage girl's room. He's got like posters right, on the wall. Right, right. <laughs> hey, there's nothing wrong with having posters Only on the wall. Only for girls. No, I don't. I don't. But it, it does. That see wasn't you the a reason why. Hey, Joel. I'm glad you never went in my room <laughs> when I was not a not while you were awake. Uh, I'm just saying, I had many posters on my wall. Mm-hmm. I took a whole uh, X-Men um, Jim Lee poster comic and I, I, I tore it up and I put every um, every single image all along the wall so I could see every X-Men member that Jim Lee drew. I want them all to look at me while yep. I'm sleeping. That's right. The X-Men. I got, I got the motion <laughs> for uh, the, um, the White Queen uh, pinup. Of that course. Was in that uh, particular uh, oh, yeah. uh, issue. I've, you've seen that White Queen. Yep. It's not what she wears, it's what she doesn't wear. Correctamundo, my friend. If I don't know, know what, what you I... guys are talking about, we're, but we're, I'll just you know, take frost. your word for it. Hey, man, it was the 90s. No, I don't know. I got a lot of <laughs> for that. From who? Your parents? Oh, no, they didn't care. Oh, okay, well. Uh, you know, random people would come in. Oh, so you were, you let random strangers in your room, but not me. No, I mean, I guess you're right, Joel. Mm-hmm. I did let random strangers. Well, there was in the room. no there was no X Men pictures in in uh, Trash's, Trash's room. room. Yeah, no. Nah. But uh, they did. Uh, I can't remember when exactly that happened. They do end up having a kind of a a funeral ceremony for uh, our, their oh. their dead friend. Yeah, that lingered a little bit, didn't it? Mm-hmm. Well, first was I that do. for this guy or for the other people? Oh, yeah. I believe that was for the other guy. No, that was for the other two. That was for the two canoodling on the staircase. Yep. When uh, Hammer were... shows up. Yeah. They... And uh, he's carrying a tube. And you know that tube's bad business right away. Does and... he have, like, potatoes or something? He's got, like, a... Oh, that's right. I remember. Sorry. <laughs> no, no. It's like a poster tube, right? It's like an overnight delivery, yeah, like a shipping t- container of, like, a tube shape. Yeah. And he's got, yeah, yeah, a gun inside of it. Oh, yeah, the postal man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so when he when he approaches these two goofballs on the staircase, at first they're like, you came to the wrong neighborhood, friend. And, uh, of course, he just blows them away. Like and, you do. Yeah, there's kind of a chase scene. But he leaves behind a tiger ring to make it look like <gasps> Ogre's Gang. Ogre's Gang did it. That's right. Tiger. And it's not really a plot point. No. Yeah, he just kind of comes, shoots a couple people on the stairs, and then throws a ring at them. But, like, there are people, like, yelling. Like, like there are peop- everybody hears it right away when it happens. And they all jump from what they were doing and, like, run over to see what happened. And they see that there's, like, a couple of their homies, like, down that got shot. Yeah. So. And, yeah. Yeah, Hammer is, I think Hammer is a sheriff, right? Like, we see him at 
a police station later. But he was going undercover to like cause havoc on behalf of somebody. Uh, it's it's not really clear. Yeah, I don't. I think. Uh, I think he was hired by the uh, girl's father. Yeah, the rich but- to go. Yeah, he was hired by the girl's father to go retrieve her, mm-hmm. but the reason why he was hired was because he's an expert of the Bronx. Oh, he grew he has, up on those streets. He grew up on the streets of the Bronx, and he knows the gang affiliations very well. Right. So for some reason, getting the girl back means to blow away a couple of the riders and frame it on the tigers. Yeah, I don't understand that really, I, but I, I guess, yeah. It, it, it's his way of dealing with it. Yeah. He probably was um, given an open-end way to finish the, you know, do the job however <laughs> he decided it was fit to. Uh, later, he successfully frames trash. And yeah. I can't remember exactly how he does that. Oh, I know. Oh, uh, do you want to know? Yeah, let's go ahead and go into it. All then. right. Because the story's frames, just all over the place. How he frames trash is... Uh, he leaves a lock of his hair. It kind of gets to the point where, like, Trash has to go to the Tigers yeah. for a specific reason. When he does that, it's because Anne has been kidnapped again. Okay, okay. She got kidnapped. Uh, and so what happens is while he's traveling to go see the Tigers, uh, he basically murders one of the Tigers' guards uh, with a very loud weapon. And then and then I think he just looks at Trash and he's like, well, they're getting <laughs> Like yeah, he winks at him. Deal and, with that. Yeah, yeah and then yeah. Runs, runs for it. <laughs> Ain't I a stinker? These yeah. guys are not. <laughs> Again, I'm not sure how oh, this boy. is getting the girl back to her, her her father, but there you go. Well, the whole situation is kind of... It's a topsy-turvy kind of a world <laughs> yeah. they're in. I mean, the, maybe he figures if the gangs destroy each other, then he won't have to deal with them. I take care of two birds with one stone. He can oh. take back the girl and no longer have the gang issue in the Bronx. Getting the girl is is a reason for him to destroy the gangs. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Get shorty. She's not very short. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay. So to go back to those two people who got killed on the staircase, uh-huh. we got to have that Viking funeral for them. Right. Or, or Jedi funeral, depending on how you look at it. Oh, yeah, that was so long. The ride yeah. and the throwing of the... Everybody had some ashes in their hand already mm-hmm. to throw into the ocean or whatever. It, to throw onto themselves. To yes. throw one foot away from them <laughs> towards the Man, ocean. Maybe you guys should get close to the water. No, no. We can't swim. <laughs> and then... I mean, it wasn't this scene, but it had been pretty hilarious. They threw the ashes onto the uh, fisher fishermen. <laughs> the, mm-hmm. ki- the kids fishing. It on looks the, like on the a pier. two kids. Yeah. yeah. They, at one scene when they're in the night, there's, you can clearly see there's somebody who's got a fishing line and they just walk <laughs> over like, oh, I'm going to fish. Hey, is that a camera? Like, yeah. no, don't look. Oh, cut. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny how quickly they're there and then they, they just turn invisible. <laughs> what happened? Yeah. And there's a, definitely a different scene where there are, <laughs> there's kind of an over, uh, overpass shot where we're seeing people underneath the overpass, but there's definitely cars above that Full are just, traffic. just going. <laughs> Full traffic. And that's, I mean, that's the kind of stuff I like. Yeah, like it made that, me laugh. That's almost on the level of, like, practical effects thing. They, the kind of, like, mistakes you can see are, are very enjoyable. Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. That's kind of fun. I, 
I uh, pulled up the movie just to kind of refresh my memory about some stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, I had forgotten that the way they get the girl and kidnap her is by they throw a net on trash. Oh, the net. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the net. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Yeah, Trash had a meeting with the rest of the Wheeler guys and told them about the tiger. Wait a second. No, he says to them he thinks it's too easy or something. Like, the tigers didn't do this. Somebody wants us to think the tigers did this. And then... Yeah, there afterwards he's going through town or something and the the guy th- the they're the ones that are the hockey guys. Yeah. They come over and get the girl and they throw a net on trash. Right, it, it's his greatest weakness, honestly. His nets. Yeah. Oh no. You see how lanky he is, you know, he gets one yeah. limb in there and all of a sudden he's, no, he's stuck. He's screwed. Yeah. Somebody throws <laughs> an empty uh six pack plastic ring at oh, right. it's, gonna, it's gonna catch in all his limbs <laughs> that's why you need to clip those those rings that come on cans because you might catch a trash in them save your rider friends just really dangerous yeah pretty much these uh these hockey guys are not i'm gonna say i'm gonna say this none of the gangs were scary <laughs> Except for maybe the zombie ones. Yeah, those like chuds that lived under the city. Yeah, like, not even a gang. They They're were just... like just, I don't know, undead or something. Uh, they had like intelligence because they like set up that guy to be like, "Help me," you know, trying to draw them out to where they could attack other people. But they were like albinoish looking, uh, like acrobats. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> That's a perfect explanation of what yes, these things are. Yes. Yes. Jumping around and and yeah, like stabbing people. Yeah. That's where most people die, underneath the city. I think the best part of this movie was the tunnels. The tunnels were awesome. It's and the most I thrilling bet, part. I bet a lot of them weren't in America. I have a feeling or, yeah. there there are maybe like five scenes in this movie that were done in America. Everything else in Italy. Probably. I can yeah. only imagine. A couple of establishing shots, especially with the the main actress. Yeah. And then the rest all, yeah, in Italy. Definitely the drummer scene, America. The drummer you, scene. you think they brought the entire crew over for that? Yeah. You could see the skyline, man. Uh, I think they use CGI. Early CGI from 82. I don't know, actually. I don't know if there's any places <laughs> in Italy that look like that. Yeah, I have no idea. But there were some buildings that looked a little bit more ancient to me than I think I would see in New York. So, the let's let's talk about the the hockey gang who has a name. I just don't remember what it is because it doesn't them make the any zombies. Sense. They were called the zombies. Yeah, the zombies weren't called the zombies, but no. the other zombies were called the zombies. Yeah, I know. Okay. Weird. Well, the only reason I'm saying that is because it's referenced that uh, his girlfriend was taken by the zombies. Oh. And then every time you see the girlfriend uh, mm-hmm. in desperate trouble, she's next to the Shogun guy. Yeah. Uh, uh, from, Who is from, the master? Uh, from Bruce Leroy. Uh, and, and his gang of rollerbladers or roller skaters. Mm. Deadly well, roller, roller see, skaters. See, that's what I wanted to talk about. It's like every gang except for the writers actually seems to have a base. 
Like, because the, the tigers definitely, we were talking about, they got these plush living style and all this stuff. The zombies have like a full on dojo where they just like practice fighting <laughs> all the time. Yeah. You know, non stop. These guys do not sleep. They do not eat. They, all they do is, is roller skate and swing metal sticks at each and other. They practice and they've got, you non know, body stand standees mm -hmm. they can beat up. It's they a, look it, like plywood standees. Yep. <laughs> it's the proto uh, Foot Clan. Is what yeah. it is. I just want <laughs> totally. to know, like, like, where are they getting their costumes from? Like, <laughs> well, there was one big five that they the, raided. Oh, fair enough. In the Bronx before it got shut down. They remind me of those like um, <laughs> puffy vests in the eighties. The oh, yeah. puffy, but they're in a triangular shape over yeah. them. They're like a puffy puffy uh shoulder guard over their chest they all have matching helmets too yeah yeah, yeah but their boss uh whose name i already <laughs> forgot i mean like when i saw him i was like i had to pull up a picture of cyrax from mortal kombat <laughs> 3 because he like obviously he's, he's not a robot like cyrax is but he's got a big old ponytail. He yeah. looks just like, uh, yeah. I'm pretty sure Cyrex was uh, inspired pads. inspired by. I uh, mean, yeah. I, it feels like it. It feels like it must be. But he's like a cool, imposing kind of figure when you see him. He's like taller than a lot of people there. Yeah, and I don't think he does much when when you know the <laughs> hits the fan. No, he doesn't do much. He's like a. He's a. He's a. a leader that doesn't really fight he's just made to look tough he's a motivational speaker so. <laughs> <laughs> i feel like do you think everybody had ponytails they were growing under those helmets <laughs> i think uh yeah as soon as they joined the gang they they just started growing ponytails as well. officially you start to Mm -hmm. He's the only one that looks like that right now but maybe they're all going to turn into guys like him at some point. I feel like, no doubt, he set up the gym. Yeah. And then he was like, well, I guess I need a gang. And so he found, like, the worst gang. And it was these hockey player guys. He's like, hockey? Uh, okay. Like, he didn't know about the dance crew, but the dance crew actually kicks ass, so I guess that's not... That, that wasn't the other option. Hey, look, they own a piece of turf. And we know why. Uh -huh. You're talking about the dance crew on yeah. the booster? Oh, yeah. And you got you to go through the dance you crew go through if you want to oh get to the Oh, my God. I'm ogre. so scared to go through that area. Yeah. I wasn't. They have batons, guys. I was not scared of the dance crew. <laughs> and then when they, they, systematic, they systematically beat down the writers without any effort, it's like, holy crap. Let's, let's watch this game. <laughs> Well, I mean, look, I mean, let's really look at the the, the biker gang, real quick, the riders. You know, they all, they they fought the the roller the roller skaters, <laughs> yes. zombies. But that's all you see in this movie. Them actually fighting. Uh, so I, I have a feeling they just kind of ride around their motorcycles all day looking for more gasoline. You know, I mean, who? I feel like the dancers are at the top. Okay, followed, dancers on the followed top, followed by the tigers. Okay, tigers. followed by the riders, followed by the zombies. Like when it comes to okay. level of badassery. What yeah, about the ghouls? 
Oh, the ghouls are like the, you know, they're the chaotic evil group, you know. They're just like, the, I think, scariest hey, to I mean, kill somebody. If they got or, real organized, I'm sure they could just have taken over. So they, those might be stronger than the tigers, really. Mm. Yeah. Mm. But I'm not sure if they're stronger than the dancers, because the da- it's so unexpected. Like, if you put the dancers in the place of the riders, if they were the ones who had to go on that trip, they probably would have taken out all the like, ghouls. Systematically, like, yeah. without any issue. Yeah. We're talking about the same dancers, right? The ones Metal that, hats. that yeah. stand and pose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um and speak in rhymes or something. I think the lady, the the boss lady did, but um uh, the other ones didn't I don't think they said a thing. They didn't say a single thing because they know not to speak over their master. Yep. Um It's called <laughs> discipline. Uh, I've never seen, like, a clockwork orange. Was it anything like that? Oh, you think there were a couple of droogs there? No. <laughs> no, those guys, I mean, those guys definitely beat up people, but they're not beating up another, they're beating up, I, well, they do beat up another gang, but <laughs> no, it's not like that. Do you think the movie is trying to be like a clockwork orange? There's nothing orange? fun about the droogs in a clockwork orange. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think it's like a warrior thing. Like, well, yeah. they had the baseball gang, they had the mime gang, uh, dancers. Like, I haven't. Seen, you've seen the warriors? Was there, I have seen was the there a dancer gang in the warriors? No, there's no dancer gang in the warriors. Hmm. Uh, what do those mimes do? Mimes? Yeah, isn't there mimes? Isn't there a gang there's of the, mimes? The baseball furies. The, and the people with like white face paint. Yeah, the baseball like, furies. Those are the baseball furies. Yeah, they got white face paint on. Okay, and, and, well, see, and baseball helmets. I'm just showing my ignorance. I don't. No, know. it's okay, my man. I don't know mm-hmm. anything about the movie. I, I cannot. Well, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I, I don't. I remember the ending. I remember the beginning. I remember some really cool scenes in the middle of the movie. Also, soundtrack flipping amazing for the Warriors. Uh, but I cannot recall a mime gang. Mm. I can recall the baseball furies, which do paint their faces, but they kind of like kind of half-ass fight for the most part like they rely too much on their baseball bats mm. and whereas the the warriors re- rely on their fists uh here's your mini review of the warriors for you in the middle okay. of the, the, okay. the bronx warriors uh and who they just punch their way to the to the end pretty much i see the warriors are tough i've seen parts of the warriors i don't think i've ever seen it all the way through but i know that um dexter's dad is in it yeah, oh, James yeah, Remar. yeah. yeah. yeah he's, a, he's a warrior <laughs> Also, the guy that was in Dreamscape, that's like the, the bad guy, uh, David Patrick Kelly from oh, Twin yeah. Peaks. Oh, yeah. He's the one who's like, come out and play. That's right. Come out and play. With the bottles. He puts bottles on his hands and they make a noise. I don't like that. Stop. Them together. Bad David Patrick Ke- Okay, so. <laughs> I'm sure he's going to be busy trying to find drugs in the forest or the something. Z- the zombies kidnap and. Yep. And Ice betrays the the writers because he's tired of uh, them not doing the the logical thing. He thinks that trash is head over heels for, and uh, so that he's making all these stupid decisions. So he uh. he hooks up with Hot Dog and Hammer. <laughs> hey, these are writers, I Joel. Want these a are meal. writers. My sure. combo is gonna be Hot Dog, dog Hammer, and Ice. Nice. <laughs> Sarah, are these your dad's friends? <laughs> Honestly, I, I was don't know. Out hot dog. It could be <laughs> hot dog and hammer. <laughs> okay, sorry. Squeezy, <laughs> scooch, um, scooter, Smithers, Smithers, and uh, hot dog and hammer. <laughs> potato. What? What was that one called? Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> no. 
So, it is. It's a neighborhood handles type of thing. You give you get your own little name in the hood. Yeah, it's like being a trucker. You know, you get a trucker's handle. Right. And you get a hood handle. <laughs> so, anyways, Ice is gonna go get Anne for them. Or does is is Ice the one who captures Anne? And, no, no, that's right. We already determined that the zombies got it. So Ice is gonna go work with the zombies, but. Trash determines the only way he's going to be able to take on the zombies, all of them all at once, is he's got to talk to the ogre. Yes. Which is, the ogre probably lives like four blocks down that way. The Bronx, I mean, the Bronx isn't that big. You know. But to travel all the way through the Bronx? Well, then they, they have to go, they got to go through the dancers, whatever the hell they were called. They got to go through the fish. They got to go through the lobster queens. It's like the Odyssey. They gotta go. <laughs> He's probably okay, Nick. Don't worry. Uh, use your herbs. <laughs> so, somebody's head just exploded in the video game to cut back in again. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And in order to do that, he knows it's gonna be it's it's practically a death trap. You know, it's like that's okay, right. But he's gonna do it. So he takes he took Squeegee and 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 Bus Boy Skinny. Um, and they go. And the first thing they do Whiskey pee. is uh, <laughs> run through the area where the dancers are. And the dancers heartily beat them, like, oh, without yeah. an issue. There's no contest there. They do, you know, they some tash and right on their heads. Yeah. But he's spared by the lovely boss of the dancers because she likes his his style or something. I don't know. He likes something. <laughs> <laughs> then afterwards, they have to go into the underground, and that's that's when those chuds show up. And those are mean, mean chuds. That's right. I don't think of them as being humans. They seem like they're monster creatures. Everybody else seems like humans that are have put some kind of style behind what they're doing. These guys seem like it's not a style. They are creatures, and this is what... Th- they live like every day. They don't. They're in the dirt. They're underground. They can't. They have weird eyes. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. They, they lost their humanity. They're undercover. They're all alone. You know, some some can get get them at any point. I was trying to think of how New York, like how what the city reminds me of, how open it is and everything, and it mm. reminds me of that part in Quick Change. Mm. Where it's like totally abandoned. Where they're just trying to dri- they're driving like and for yeah. some reason there's nobody there's around. nobody there's there. Station wagon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's an exotic New York that just doesn't exist anymore. Right. And I was thinking of uh, uh, the Omega Man, which takes place in Los Angeles, but you know there's big swaps where because he's supposed to be like the last man on Earth. Uh huh. So he's driving around. That's another movie where you could like see cars driving in the background though. Yeah. But uh, it is, it feels empty. It's like, oh, I'm never going to see that. Right. Yeah. It's rare. But the, the problem with these chuds is not not that they're unhuman-like. Like, they're brutal. You know, everyone else, like, beats everybody Throws up. Throws a net guys, on them. You know, these attacking, like, three at once with their big spikes ready to just stab right through people. They have a formula. And they they stick to that formula, you know. Yes. Like stab first, ask questions later. That's right, possibly. Yeah. 
So they they straight up kill people pretty quickly. A lot of the other interactions don't involve people dying. I mean, there's a couple of emotional moments where some of the bikers die, <laughs> but um, but if you encounter these guys, you're pretty much likely to get killed. Yeah, this is the real death trap. And they're not just going to throw a net on you and hope that that works. They're going to yeah. like. Doesn't say do they eat people or what do they? I don't know. I think we're supposed to uh, interpret that based on the way they're acting, but yeah, we don't actually see them do that. Uh, so they they make it through the tunnels. One of them dies of the of trash and the two guys he brought along. One of, one of the guys dies, and as they're making their way through, uh, his his buddy with the mustache that I was saying was probably also in love with trash tries to warn him that Ice is betraying him. Oh, no. Yeah. So he runs down into the tunnels, but Hammer is chasing right after him. So he gets caught by those those cannibal weirdos right away. And uh, they kind of set up a, another tra- uh, trap for trash, but I, I can't even remember what happens. He gets out of it somehow because he does end up eventually to where the tigers are. Yeah. Yeah, he meets up with them. And they are in like, like a nice, like smooth castle kind of a place, and a smooth castle. Yeah, it's like everybody's dressed like pimps, and they've got like a piano, and they've got you know glasses of champagne and stuff. It's still abandoned the way everything else is. It's all run down, but they've put nice things in the space, and he has, like, a throne in there. What's his face? The ogre. Yeah. Who, I didn't know that was the ogre. I was picturing, like, an actual ogre, but then when we got there, I knew. Because we meet Fred Williamson earlier in the movie, and I don't remember them mentioning that he was the ogre, but maybe they did, and I just... I feel like I didn't notice it either. It's hard to follow what's going on in the beginning because at that point it just it's just a bunch of gibberish, like the ogre, blah blah blah. Yeah. Uh, uh, For some reason, these two goofballs, rather than like make themselves known that they're here to like talk to somebody, they decide to sneak in, and when they get caught, like they assault the the guy that catches or. Do they just get caught and then get taken away? I can't remember. Oh, no, no. They're trying to sneak through, and uh, Hammer is, like, right behind them. And he gets caught by a guard who he just shoots. That's right. And he, then he tries. That's when he tries like, to frame Trash. like, deal with it. Yeah. And Trash and his buddy get caught by the tigers. They get taken before the ogre. And uh, nothing, nothing comes of that. You know, everybody's like... We believe you, Trash. You're the coolest. <laughs> so. I feel like... What's the name of the actor that plays the ogre? Fred Williamson. He has, like, a couple of big scenes where he speaks and fights and stuff. And I feel like those are, like, where the most money was spent, for sure. Yeah. Well, I like his lady friend. Yeah. You know, the lady with the whip. She doesn't just have a whip. She also has the claws 
Oh yeah. There are people with like knives that are like a they're like a brass knuckles but with a knife. Yeah. And there are people that have knives like coming out of their boots and stuff. And there are motorcycles that have swords that come out. And then there's the lady who has like the She got um, catwoman claws. Yeah, they basically, they're like rings that go out long over her fingers, and if she bends her fingers, they stick out and stab you. Yeah. See, yeah, the opening thing, they were showing all these weapons, which did actually come into play in the movie. One of the ones was that somebody had like a a blade that came out of a shoe. Yeah. And the guy, Hot Dog, who is not part of the gang, he's like some sort of like, middleman who works with the outside and with the gangs to like i don't know if he sells stuff to them or whatever he has uh like a club foot or something so they focus in on the fact that he's got one shoe built up higher than Uh the other shoe and i'm like oh i bet that's gonna the twist is that's gonna be the blade or something like that no in fact, Hot Dog, I think, is the one who gets cut by, or gets killed by that blade. It turns out it's an ISIS shoe. Yeah, totally. So I don't know why they, because they did it more than once. It, like, it wasn't just like a quick like blink and you miss it. Like, oh, he's got a one extended heel for some reason. That like they were like, we want you to notice this. Why? To mislead you. I guess because <laughs> they knew audience members were going to be like. Where is that? So, Hot Dog and Hammer are the ones that are always meeting up in the cab of a big truck, right? Right. Yeah. Hot Dog, Hammer, and Squeezy. And they always... <laughs> there's no Squeezy, Joel. There's Pitbull, Puss, Heathcliff, Not in your world, Magic there's the not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you haven't met Squeezy? He's pretty cool. Oh, a... About what? Scoochie or Mudflap. <laughs> we don't talk about Mudflap anymore. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, Mudflap is dead to me. <laughs> oh yeah, okay. So <laughs> and Butch, Fred, <laughs> yeah, don't forget Butch. Fred Williamson, the ogre, and his lady friend are like, "We're gonna help you." So they have to go back through the tunnels. Yeah, which is unfortunate. But they give you a shot of that really cool part. That's like you're on one level, and then there's like an opening, and you can drop down into another level of the underground tunnels. Yeah, that is cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that was one of the more interesting camera movements. Most of the time it was just stationary, but there was some interesting things going on there. Uh, I I was trying to remember the music. Oh, my God. Because I don't remember if it was good or not. I I guess... I mean, mean, most memorable, of course, is the uh, the drummer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I think we were disappointed because of how good and good, good in quotation marks... The music from a man called Rage was yeah, but it it yeah it had some like digital keyboard stuff going on. Was this by the same person who did Man Called Rage? No, it wasn't. It just happened to be another Italian, Italian knockoff movie. one. And I have to say, 1990s The Bronx Warrior is way more popular movie, but I feel like A Man Called Rage was way more fun. Oh yeah, yeah, it was fun to watch A Man Called Rage. It was funny. It was like. Just so random. This one was taking itself pretty seriously. Exactly. And even though 
there were some cool things that they did with effects and there were some cool like gangs and stuff. It seemed like it was it either should have been more action oriented or more fun and I feel like it's just real serious. Yeah. 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 And I forgot that there's that part where crash where t- crash crash Bandicoot. crash um the guy's Dr. name Cortex. is Crash. Crash and the boys. Exactly. That's trash. Garbage. This millionaire girl wants to be with a guy called Trash. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, she, wa- she wants to upset Daddy, and Daddy's not going to like Trash. That's right. So. Trash <laughs> Trash saved her, her, her life, Joel. So what was the part? I forgot that his friend is, like, hanging there almost dead, and then he, like, kills him. Oh, Snaps yeah. his neck. That was yeah. mustache. Yeah. yeah. He's like, I always loved you the most. Yeah. And Trash is, like, crying, but then he breaks his neck. Yep. Single yep. tear. And then... He doesn't want him to suffer anymore or something. Yep. And then the the ogre comes back to fight the, like, shogun guy, doesn't he? Well, they when they make it through the tunnels, and I, I think that Whip... Doesn't Whip Lady die here? By one of the, uh... Or, no, no, she doesn't die till the ambush at the end. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they make it through, luckily, because the ogre and Whip Lady are, are badass, and they could definitely make it through the tunnels. Yeah, they kick help. everybody's butt, even those creatures. Mm-hmm. They kick people's butts. So by the time we get to the uh, zombies hideout, it's the ogre, it's Whip Lady, and it's trash. I don't think the other guy made it through the tunnels this time. But Ice was, like, hanging out there. Yep. And he's there, and the girl's there. Caught him right there. The betrayal. Whatever her name is, yeah. And so they they have a showdown, and uh, they win. That's I can't really remember... You're, you're totally right, Sarah. The The most memorable part about it was the underground tunnel fights. Mm-hmm. I think those were the, probably the most frightening moments, as as already mentioned Yeah. Mm-hmm. earlier. That was interesting. It was different than the rest of the movie. It was different than... I mean, it, the only part... It was similar to the, the movies it was, you know, knocking off was in uh, Escape from New York, the, the ones that, you know, bang oh, on yeah, an animal. yeah. I reach through the ground, but he doesn't actually fight those people. No. <laughs> Escape from New York is just a series of encounters. Yeah. In that showdown scene, there's like the hockey guys, and then there's a bunch of guys in just like leotards. Well, you know, they're training. They haven't they they're, haven't earned their hockey. They haven't earned yet. the shoulder pads. They're yeah, just Fred like Fred Williamson <laughs> kicks that guy's ass. <laughs> Wow. These guys are just like standing there in like red singlets. <laughs> as, as you do. It's going to go down. I mean, I feel like that Shogun guy wasn't really that much of a threat to anybody. He was just a guy that stood there looking badass. Mm. This is some really 70s drapey shirts that the fancy oh. tigers were wearing. I forgot the face through the window. Oh, knife in the back. Dang. That actually was a pretty good fight, but the rest of it, I don't... <laughs> it's too- oh, oh it's trash is into it. I'm going to fight two guys. I'm trash. Anyway. Yeah, anyway. Yeah. So then, after that showdown, Hammer 
tells the police that they need to, like, come in and just, like, kill everybody in the Bronx. Yeah. He's basically like, it's, it's terrible in there. Um, let's just kill everybody. Yep. Clean and them out. They do like a raid where they go into the tigers. <laughs> oh boy. They go to oh, the tigers yeah. den. The tigers den. Um, well, the, the, the interesting part about this is it almost feels like it could be the end of the movie because like Anne has been rescued and she's like, I'm going to stay with you, trash. And trash is like, sweet yeah and, and <laughs> he goes that ogre's like well so you're really that millionaire girl you want to stay here <laughs> that's crazy and he talks to trash and he's like did you know now now that you're gonna be with Anne, you're gonna be part of the millionaire clan too you know that's gonna be your money and trash is like it's not that way at all he said something like you're gonna be in charge of one of the biggest Companies in court, yeah, companies in the world. Yep. Just like taking that for granted, like yeah. that, yeah, he's gonna have all her money. Trash is like, no, I'm not interested in any of that. And the elder's like, huh, well, I'm sorry to hear you to say that. And you're like, oh man, yep. is there gonna be a betrayal or something? And you see. All of Hammer's like cops, like going surrounding the building this and all their. There was a big lead gear. up. Yeah, it was like flash to them coming, flash to them hanging out, riding their horses in and stuff like that. And she plays a nice little piano song for everybody and the runaway. And then they're like, "Wait a minute, we have a surprise for yeah. you." Well, I'm sorry to hear that because we had a surprise for you. And then it's like happy birthday. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, right they here. bring out they a birthday cake. cake that's like They're made to like look city. like the city. <laughs> <laughs> like congratulations! Like what? Happy birthday, happy the Bronx! Happy 18th birthday! Congratulations <laughs> on inheriting all that money. Every post-apocalyptic movie should end with a birthday party. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, and then they they try to. I don't know how they're trying to make you feel. But then the, like, cops come in and they just raid and they kill a bunch of people, like, practically everybody. Yeah, they do. They they go through most of the Tiger Gang. We see Whip, Whip Girl get killed. There's so many shots of people getting uh, flame right next to them and being like, Ugh! and I like <laughs> it's it's really silly. There's at least. I'd say there was like six or seven shots of people getting near the flamethrower thing and being like throwing their arms. Yeah. And at least one shot of somebody actually on fire. No, you know what? I I don't know if we saw somebody on fire. I was thinking of uh, this week's Outlander where oh, <laughs> a woman yeah, climbs great. onto a burning pyre. <laughs> oh, uh, spoiler, spoiler. Sorry. That sounds intense. Get your brain back to the future of yeah. 1990. Yeah, man, this is the year 1990 right now. Uh, I the distant future, the year 1990. Eight the lady from the Outlander future. finds another ring of, of stones <laughs> and sends her to the 1990, the Bronx Warriors. Yeah. Have you heard of Radiohead? Oh, wow. <laughs> Um, anyways, everybody gets blown away. The ogre gets blown away. And, uh, Anne, in just this spectacular thing, gets, she jumps in front of a gun that's about to hit trash and gets killed. You know, no! so there goes Hammer's paycheck. 
Trash is like, I can't believe this happened. And she goes, remember what you said? In this part of, in this part of the city, it's like death is always just part of life. And Trash is like, no. And he like, like, I didn't mean literally. He like grabs the guy and like drags him with his motorcycle, like ties him to a rope. Ties him to a rope. And drags him behind his mother's yeah. And that's the end. That is the closing shot. <laughs> it's pretty amazing. And it's like, it's a long road. That's what I was thinking. That's exactly what I thought about after this. It was like Rambo. Yeah, first blood. Ending. <laughs> um, But yeah, it's it leaves you with this weird, like, what just happened feeling. Like... We watched a bunch of, like, I don't know. Do you feel like it was supposed to be, like, something bigger than it was? Like a Shakespearean type of tragedy? Like Capulets and Montagues or something? Um, maybe. Yeah. I mean, it was, yeah, like like you said, it's it's just so serious the entire time. Like, it was supposed to be a huge dramatic moment in... A slaughter of all these things, and well, then like this movie has two sequels. So. Yeah, I was about to. I was about to mention, guys. Don't worry. There's two more movies. Oh, okay. Yeah, let's see what Trash is up to. My question is: Is Trash ever gonna love again? Does did did James Bond ever learn to love? After, <laughs> uh, he lost his wife. <laughs> James Bond lost his wife. Yeah. Did Adrian Monk ever learn to love again? <gasps> After he lost no. Trudy. Oh, no, Joel. I don't know. We're only in season five. And so far, the answer is absolutely not. Dang. Yeah. Well. So, uh, would you guys recommend this movie to people? Yeah. I would talk to people about it. I would see if they had seen it or knew what it was, or I would maybe show them a part of it. But I don't know that I would... I wouldn't sit down and watch it again myself all the way through. I, uh, I I did part of what Sarah had described. I showed a part of the movie recently at the comic book store. Mm. It was uh, pretty well received. The, nice. Uh, the particular scene, of course, being the most pivotal scene with the drummer. Oh, yeah. And, uh, the, the dead man and the, the, the kids fishing on the other pier on the side of the... <laughs> yep. <laughs> but yeah, the two gangs meeting, is it's pretty good. Pretty good scene. And then just having that that weirdo <laughs> with the the ghoulish face paint just be like, "Hey, trash." I was just oh, picturing that about. scene with like the Samford and Sons like music <laughs> playing over it. There's a dead guy over there. Well, I mean, they're so silly. The the characters are so silly in this, and they're taking it so serious that it's like. It's kind of ridiculous, yeah. but I mean, I'm not saying it's an unwatchable movie. I'm just saying I don't know that many people that would enjoy it. Got it. I might know a few that I would recommend it to. Well, you know, people that enjoy like a, a silly, not, you know, because so, it's almost not so bad good. it's good yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. I feel like when it comes to post-apocalyptic, so bad it's good movies, like I, I prefer, we already talked about Man Called Rage, um, Desert Warrior. Yeah. With Lou Ferrigno, I think, is more entertaining than this movie is. Uh, something like a Cherry 2000 almost, too. But that that's a little... 
I feel like that's a little gross. You they know. get a little bit slow moving in in those movies. It's like from this era, they had enough money to like have the idea and stuff, but mm. they didn't necessarily have enough in the budget to do the action or things that they needed to do throughout to keep it being like a on the edge of your seat type of movie. Yeah. They spent it all on uh, Mark Gregory's perm. I mean, they oh. can't. They can't all be stone cold. No, so. <laughs> that's a masterpiece. This is not a masterpiece. <laughs> what's the other, what, what, Joel? What's the other biker gang movie you really like? W- would you recommend that one instead? Uh, yes, I think you're talking about the Muppet Steak Manhattan. No, what? Are, what are you also talking a about? good movie? No, the Unity Friendship. Oh, oh, Miami yeah, Connection. Miami Connection, yeah. I mean, I honestly haven't seen that movie all the way through. So oh, okay. For all I know, after the first 30 minutes, it just takes a nosedive. Oh, okay. And you, Sorry. you get to a point where you laugh so hard, you just can't continue. And that Fair enough. Happen. Fair enough. Okay. Um, anything else you guys want to say about it? I'm good. There is one piece of trivia that I wanted to point out about the actor, the main actor who played Trash, Mark Gregory, on IMDb. That I think is really interesting. And that is, uh, first of all, he was 17 when he played Trash in this movie. Wow. wow. First acting gig. That's a big job. And th- this particular piece of trivia is really interesting. He beat off 2,000 other hopefuls for the role of Trash in 1990, The Bronx Warriors. Read that again. He beat off 2,000 <laughs> other hopefuls for the role of Trash in 1990, The Bronx Warriors. Can you imagine having to beat off that many people? To get a role in a movie, I think the wording might be incorrect. What do you mean? Uh, I'm I'm saying there were two thousand other guys, and he had to beat off every single one of them. Uh, you, you've mentioned. Uh, I think you might just mean that they were they were trying to go he for the beat, role. He beat them. Yeah, he, he didn't beat them. Beat off. Them. Right, right. Not only did he beat them, but they off like they're no longer in the running because they've been That's beaten right. off. That's right. 2,000 guys were beaten off. No. They were like staples <laughs> on like a post or something, and he had to like like get them off of the pole. Oh. Okay. Yeah. So, <sighs> he, he, had he to won run, the role. He, run, he ran through the gauntlet <laughs> of all the other guys. <laughs> Once again, you're thinking of Outlander. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Once, so... Okay, so, so the moral of the story is he, go watch Outlander. He won the role over two thousand other possible actors by beating them off in this movie. Okay, I got it. Okay, <laughs> so uh, I'm going to read the outro stuff. You guys think of a lesson that you learned from 1990, The Bronx Warriors. Hello, listeners. If you have any suggestions or comments you want to leave us about uh, my inappropriate use of the words "beat" and "off." <laughs> Please write into please don't podcast at gmail.com or message us on Facebook, facebook.com slash PDSMIOS. If you uh, subscribe to us on iTunes, we'd appreciate it if you left us a star rating on that pro- uh, program. And uh, if you, let's see, what else is there? Oh, yeah, you have a few bucks you want to toss our way? You know, this, this uh, podcast, unfortunately, is not free to produce, although... We keep doing it. Uh, Aaron has been selling himself uh, at the local truck stop. Yeah. Did you say you had to... The streets you, were pretty hard. You had to beat off Joel. a couple of people for that role or something like uh, that? Well, it was that more it? like 3,000, Okay, Joel. well, that's, you know... 
Anyways, <laughs> if you could toss a few bucks our way uh, at coffee.com, that's ko-fi.com slash pdsmios. Uh, for the price of $3, you can buy Aaron the energy drink he desperately needs to be able to function as an adult in this modern era. Thank you. Thank you for listening, uh, thank listener. You. Thank you for listening, everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, this was a silly one. <laughs> that's what I was hoping for. That's, that's, yeah. I thought 1990 would be just what we needed. Yeah. To get back in the groove. Heck yeah. It was a great, it was a great view. Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks to David DeRoy for our theme music and Jed Dowtry for our podcast logo. If you want to hear more podcasts like us, check out eartrumpetaudio.com. All right. You guys have a lesson that you learned from the classic film 1990 The Bronx Warrior. <laughs> Not to be mixed up with 1999-2. Class of 1999-2, The Substitute. Okay. Um, uh, hey, Nick, can you take a screenshot of that? Uh, there's, a, there's a button on there for the camera. Oh, never mind. He saw you. He moved. That liquor moved his anus. Hashtag so oh, there uh, PS4 uh, share. <laughs> what the hell? Yep, screenshot, very nice. <laughs> okay, we'll have to put that to the uh, Facebook But group. how do we get him to twerk, though, is the real question. <laughs> Maybe if you shoot him with a shotgun right in his bunghole. I don't even want to think about this anymore. <laughs> oh, sorry. So it's 1990, okay. the... Uh, <laughs> Fox Warrior. That was funny. <laughs> this is about a liquor's bottle. Okay. Um, Resident Evil 2 liquor. <laughs> I gotta edit this. Lessons. <laughs> lessons. Um, lessons. Well, one thing I learned uh, is, is that if in the year 1990, if you're a biker, you might be hanging out with people who dress up like Nazis. Oh, I forgot about yeah. that. Uh, that's one thing I learned. Yeah, that was something we were discussing because... It was you know, pretty cringy. Like, it was pretty cringy. Uh, Sex Pistols used to have, you know, the swastika on there, and it was supposed to be like, we don't care, look at us, you know, kind of thing, like a, a rebellion type thing. And nowadays, you, it's it's just disgusting. It's gross. It doesn't oh, yeah. matter in what context it is. Mm-mm, not so, good. Not good. In the movie... To give it the benefit of the doubt, it was a biker thing. Yeah, biker thing. That's what I got out of it. Whatever. It's not cool. Aaron, put down that swastika. Oh, I will. I will, Joel. I I am not a a fan of Nazis. I know. Uh, (sighs) It's one thing I learned, though. Aaron is not a violent man, but he has been known to punch a Nazi or two. Sure thing. I also support people who punch Nazis. Um, My lesson for this movie is... You need to have a secret weapon. Oh. Everybody needs to have a secret weapon for when it all goes down. If there's like a really tough, like, we're at war situation, you need to have something in your shoe or something up your sleeve or something, you know, that people don't see coming. So that you can enhance your abilities to fight and defend yourself. You, you definitely reminded me of something with, with that, Sarah. Mm. Because uh, we kept focusing on Hot Dog's orthopedic shoe. Yes. Mm-hmm. The entire movie. It felt like there were a mm-hmm. lot of camera close-ups on it when Hot Dog was walking places. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking like the whole time, like, oh, he'd better have a knife. 
mm-hmm. thing. At the very least, like, yeah, what, what if it's like a bomb or something? He takes out that shoe and it explodes. Yeah. Nope, we don't get that, but he gets stabbed by a knife. <laughs> no, he, yeah, he gets Ice's knife. Yep. So that's, that's okay. You know. R.I.P. Hot Dog. You're right. Secret weapon. I agree. You're in heaven with Squeegee now. That's right. Ner- that, that extra Nerf gun that I hide. The, the mini one. The mini Nerf gun. I hide it in my back pocket. Oh, uh, I think that's a good lesson, though. I think that's a good lesson yeah. for everyone. Secret weapon. In life. Mm-hmm. My lesson is that if you want me to give your movie extra points, you should put lots of animals in it. And there are a couple of cute animals in this movie. But if you want to lose points, those animals should appear to be getting hurt, which is what happens in this movie. R.I.P. to the, all those horses who got blown away. By the, uh, did they have lasers? The horses? No, yeah, horses with lasers. No, the, the uh, swan team. Laser horses. <laughs> Laser I don't think they did. I think I'm, I'm just associating the... Uh, I don't think so, no. Yeah. I think that they had blowtorches with horses. Single blowtorch. And they had a lot of trips and stuff. Yeah. Anyways, uh, we'll see you next week, folks. Thanks for listening. Bye. 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 EarTrumpetAudio.com Ideas and entertainment. Loud and clear.